All right. Hey, guys. What's up? I totally spaced out that we were doing the intro to the podcast, but luckily I've got a wonderful co-host, Buddy Lloyd. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, me and Buddy are here tonight at the end of a uh, beautiful holiday to speak with you about something that hits very close to home. You know, as I was sitting around with friends at a Christmas party and thinking that Arkansas is not so bad. I don't mind living here. Yeah, it was 70 degrees today. That's one of the things that I hear, I've, I've heard a lot do in this podcast is people are often surprised that me and you come from Arkansas mm-hmm. and they want to know why we would live in Arkansas. I hear that in comedy all the time and you got to move. You got to get out of there. You go somewhere else. But I, I'll tell you right now, I like Arkansas. I do too, man. Uh, and, and in doing so, I wanted to dig into some of the creepier history of Arkansas. And there's a lot, actually. Oh, my God, a ton, dude. If you think about it, you know, just the backwoods southern shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're about to talk about what, in my mind, is a modern day backwoods moonshine operation yeah. gone very awry. Here tonight, before I do the in- proper intro, a backwoods moonshine operations that went awry at the highest, most powerful levels of world government. Mm-hmm. Do you think we, we, are we cracking open the Illuminati files? We're cracking them. We're doing it. Yeah. Well, we're doing it here tonight on, or whatever time you download this podcast at, Death the Metal. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys had a good holiday. Uh, if you don't think that ADHD is real, yeah, I thought that we had one more episode to go before Christmas for sure. Mm-hmm. I could have easily looked at the calendar and figured it out. I just had it mapped out in my mind. I wanted to do uh, a, a serious episode like Home Alone actually happened as a crime that we were covering. Yeah. It's fucking after Christmas, guy. It is, <laughs> you yeah. can't do it now. Uh, I blew it on that regard. However, I hope you guys had the happiest of holiday seasons. Mm-hmm. Whatever your fucking explanation of choice for hanging out with your friends and family is, I hope you got to do it. Yeah. I'm glad you got to do it. I'm glad I got to do it. I feel refreshed. You know what I mean? I guess. Yeah. I don't fucking care about it. I like to see the my, I like to see my kids happy. That's cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's about it. I mean, dude. you just had a good day off work, sitting around with people you care about. That part of it's nice. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I don't think you need a blanket to hide that under. You should just be able to do that and enjoy your life with people that you love all the time. Yeah, hiding it under the guise of fucking butt Jesus. Uh, before we get into the conspiratorial world of uh, real life conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Another thing we've neglected to do over the last two episodes, thanks again. If you don't believe ADHD is real, we've completely slipped. And we've talked about it personally several times. Well, we did it last episode. No, you don't even know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I do. Pat O'Brien. Yeah. We talked about that last episode? No. There you go. Oh, wow. The way you interrupted me right now, again, can be attributed to adult. But it's good that we did because it keeps getting cooler and fucking cooler. It really does. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first week I meant to definitely say something about it on our death metal podcast about fucking crime, a death metal crime that occurred. 
And I'm sure you definitely know by now that Pat O'Brien, awesome fucking riff master. Yeah. Nevermore, now Cannibal Corpse. Yes. Uh, hopefully still Cannibal Corpse. Hopefully. I, I doubt it. Man, he wrote the he wrote some of the best rippers. Man. Oh my god, Frantic Disembowelment is hard. This dude, um, th- that whole album, Spawn of the Wretched, very underrated. Wretched Spawn, yeah. Oh, the Wretched yeah. Spawn, yeah. You know, I always do that because the the lyrics were like Spawn of the Wretched, Spawn of the Wretched. Yeah, I always say the Spawn of the Wretched, yeah. but now it's the Wretched Spawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also says that in that song too, the Wretched Spawn. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It, my man, Pat O'Brien, Riff Master. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't want to say for certain that he's flying way too close to the sun, not sleeping for 10 days because he's keeping the party alive with methamphetamine. Yeah. But I do got to say when there's a house fire in Florida, you're calling your parents, telling them that the rapture's happening and the aliens are here. Yeah. I can't assume you've been sleeping a lot. Uh-huh. And I do also know that generally after... 24 hours of being awake, the human body is just going to shut down yeah, and, yeah, and make you yeah, do yeah, it yeah, yeah. so you don't go crazy. Don't want to put the ball with methamphetamines cord, but it does have certain properties mm-hmm. that really fight off the sleep, if you know what I'm getting at. Yep. And if you play a death metal guitar, you have a certain inclination to lean into particular activities because Cannibal Corpse, I think they make a good living, yeah, but not consistent cocaine living. Yeah, they make like a teacher living. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. That's consistent cocaine money. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1974 Black Sabbath. For sure. Consistent cocaine money. Ripping it. Consistent cocaine money. You're you're making enough where you can just do $500,000 worth of cocaine. No problem. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if if a member of Cannibal Corpse doesn't even have $500,000, I got to assume. Yeah. You got to go with the poor man's cocaine. The working class cocaine. A little bit of that fucking... Florida fluoride. Florida fluoride. <laughs> you got a little bit of that meth to keep you awake. And if that happens to you and you find your house on fire mm-hmm. in the middle of what you are actually perceiving as the rapture, you want to run and warn your neighbors. But when they confront you at their door, and even if it's a little old lady, you might smack them out of your fucking way. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't think that Pat was, in his mind, breaking and entering. He wasn't going to steal anything. He's got everything he wants, i.e., 80 fucking powerful guns. Yeah. Three human skulls, dude. Uh, goddamn arsenal's worth of uh, ammunition. Uh, a fuckload of cool BC Rich guitars. And industrial military grade flamethrowers. Yeah. All the same thing. He's got a lot of cool shit. Yeah. If you're a 14-year-old that loves death metal, uh, he's really living the fucking dream. You know what I'm saying? Dude, what if he's like got a fucking, uh, like two bowls in the eye sockets of one of those skulls, and then he's got a fucking uh, PVC pipe out of the top of it that he's ripping bowls of fucking meth out oh, of. Oh, yeah, he's ripping meth out of schools for That's sure. That's the coolest dude. fucking meth pipe yeah, there is, dude. Definitely. And I got to assume that one of the fucking number one purveyors of what we know is death metal has got to be doing it right. Yeah. Smoking meth out of cool shit. Freaks out, smashes through his woman neighbor, just runs through their house to get to their backyard to hide out. Yeah, with well, a blade. Yeah, of course. But 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 again, I don't think he. I don't think the charge of uh, assaulting an officer. I think they got rid of that. Yeah, because uh, the evidence. Right. Mm-hmm. He he did run out a police officer, but I don't think maliciously. He did have a blade on him. But again, guitar playing cannibal corpse. There yeah. is no way that you're gonna not have. 
a nine-inch Rambo knife on your person at all times as a member of Cannibal Corpse. Oh, Not going to happen, bud. Code of the slashers, brother. And you just got it. You know, all right, I, I understand the struggle, man, if he's uh, got that problem going on. I really hope that he gets through it and he gets the therapy he needs and he comes back. Because yeah. he's... Cannibal Corpse, throughout the entire history of that band, has never had a single bad member. Or they later turned out bad. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. And there's only one. Yeah, that's the one, in fact. Yeah. Um, But those best albums, The Bleeding. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the the pivotal part of it. I I don't have a hard time shooting on Chris Barnes. He's done it all to himself. Yeah. Made his bed. Sells cars. just, Just a ridiculous... Just a, like... The power of the internet to allow someone that dumb to have an audience. It's like he's a death metal and worships jaw. He's a fucking idiot. And we all know it. It's hilarious. He does hilarious things. He's mm-hmm. the uh, death metal equivalent of Rick to Life in hardcore. Pretty much. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, but that said, part of the greatest albums of all time. Mm, the Bleeding Man. Mm. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'll just... The, the the fucking uh eating back to life mm-hmm. the bleeding um what's wrong with my goddamn brain the most popular one oh my god dude we're talking about are you talking about eating back to life no. butchered at birth butchered at birth yeah uh again ADHD man it takes yeah, you places it does man uh, <laughs> if you you know he he did a great job on those albums that's what I feel like with uh, Pat O'Brien and Nevermore when he was in Nevermore some of the best yeah. albums, man. Those, I can't speak to it. You, dude, you got to check it out. I, I should. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I like, I don't have enough experience to yeah. speak on it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Bummer. Hope it gets taken care of. Yeah. Hope it gets under control. I, like I say, I think that they dropped the assaulting a police officer charge, which, you know, that's. He looked pretty sick, man. Classic white privilege. Came into court. Oh, my you God, know? dude. He looks like a fucking mess. Yeah. I know. So shout out to Pat. Prayers for Pat. <laughs> Prayers for Pat. <laughs> Prayers for Pat, dude. We'll start a hashtag. Uh, that's that. That's just crime that we should have been covering. And I fucked up. Yeah. Now, listen, Arkansas, we got a president that came from here, Bill Clinton, uh, one of the murkiest. I mean, we're gonna about to give you some facts for one. I mean, facts. Yeah. This is a thing that you can pull out at fucking parties. If you are a conspiracy theory person and you do not have a fucking leg to stand on. You don't have if if someone is like you have crazy ideas or you've heard crazy ideas and you like to talk about them and you like to get in arguments and your go to when people say what makes you think of this and and your first is building seven, stop, listen to what we're about to say, load this into your pistol because you can look this up and find all the evidence. Anyone that tries to doubt what we're this is not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy. And anyone that doubts it, the evidence is here. It's easy to corroborate. It's well-known facts, most of it. Now, there is a cover-up that hasn't fully come to light, but there's enough of the other circumstances mitigating it that we understand essentially what happened, which is what we're about to break through tonight. It's not, this is not a new story, but when you hear about shit like the Clinton body count, that just sounds like a conspiracy theory. It sounds like, oh, there they go again with their reptile people. And anti-Semitism, 
Look at the top of the chain. Who they work for? What type of ancient satanic ritual are they having to bow down to the reptilian Jewish overlords now? Go ahead and add two more to that body count, because when we get done with this shit, we'll be dead. Yeah, if we're going to be in a car wreck on the way home, I'm certain. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say we're drunk driving. You should never do that. Never. I mean, having fun's bad. The Clintons... Uh, are the one of the most easily to point out corrupt politic politician and they're together. So politician couple ever, not that there's a lot of them, but a family of just corrupt, disgusting disease, Bill Clinton, super smart, slick motherfucker, unmatched charisma could just destroy a room with his presence. And when he was in school, Harvard, they were able to find the perfect person to do dirty work without batting an eye because he's from some good old boy, backwoods, sketchy shit his entire life, never said a word about it. And again, Slick Tongue Willie, he's called that because he fucking talks. And they found someone that not only could speak for them to cover things up, but could also do dirt and not even bat a fucking eye. They found the perfect ball player. As we talk about this stuff, you know, a lot of people, when we bring up conspiracies, the Freemasons get brought into play. I can confirm without a shadow of a doubt that he was part of the Dim Lays, which is a youth program of the Freemasonry. I went to a uh, Freemason dinner for some of the kids that I work with. They fund it. They, bur- they, they brought us to the actual, yeah. to the, to the uh, um, what do they call those things? Um Masonic Lodge. They brought us to the lodge. Okay. And the guy gave a speech and he said, Bill Clinton was part of the Dim Lays, which yeah. is the youth program of the Freemasons. Yeah. So, you know, is it a conspiracy? Maybe. Maybe yeah. not. Who I mean, knows? I don't even. Like, it's kind of funny that that's, you know. Absolutely. But we don't. And that the, is in Hot Springs, Arkansas, right. where we are from. We're about to give you direct truths again. Like, we're cracking the Illuminati files open, but this is no stretch at all. Yeah. Feel free to verify everything. In fact, this shit is so out in the open that they made a Tom Cruise movie about it. Yeah. American Made is 100% about what happened in Mena, Arkansas, which ties into what happened with two boys being discovered, smashed apart by a train in Alexander, Arkansas, Saline County, which is where we're recording the podcast now. Yeah, which is 30 minutes away from Hot Springs. Absolutely. An entire state of corruption caught... People sent to jail. Uh, people still in government locally. Uh, the, the mom of these two kids is still fighting right now to get the information that they have out about this. The Freedom of Information Act has totally lapsed, and she's been suing the state for a few years now, trying to get the evidence that she needs to prove without a shadow of the doubt that these kids were murdered. Now, before we dive into child murder, let's take a step back and go into the... Iran Contra, Mina Contra, Bill Clinton connection. First person to talk about is Barry Seal. Yeah. Because that is who the Tom Cruise movie is made out. So again, when someone thinks you're throwing out some crazy conspiracy theory, Barry Seal, absolutely real person. Played in a movie by Tom Cruise. If that's not the government flying their fucking fuck you, double stone cold kid rock middle fingers in your face. I don't know what is. As we go into uh, this, you know, we've we've covered how Scientology could possibly be part of the Illuminati. Tom Cruise is a top dog. <laughs> yeah, 
That would suck so bad for the Illuminati, dude. Oh, my God. Well, we had him, and then he believed in Scientology. So, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, like, Scientology was the truth? I mean... You're like, you guys, we know L. Ron Hubbard made a bunch of shit up. And I've been trying to tell you, you're just not listening to this. Tom Cruise is probably part of a secret project. Like, maybe that's uh, Mr. Parsons' son. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a... We know. we talked about the entire... The, if you're going to have to go back to Jack Parsons to get it that fucking deep reference. Yeah. Barry Seal. He, a fucking Southern boy from Louisiana. He uh, is fucking an a airline pilot for um i always want to say american airlines but it was a different fucking stupid um airline doesn't matter it's inconsequential uh tsa that's what it was back in the day okay T- uh, twa trans world airlines okay uh he's a fucking airline pilot uh, it doesn't really pay near as much as he thought it would yeah he's got a young family they want more he wants a taste of the finer things in life. He gets approached about, you know how like, he's not poor, yeah. but you know how, not us, because we're definitely fucking poor, uh-huh. but a lot of poor people are easy to convince of like a multi-level marketing scam. Yeah. If someone comes to you at the right time where you barely have any money, like let's say it's tax season, you're about to have 3000 extra dollars. Mm-hmm. And one of your friends that you have trust comes along and is like, Hey, look, I've got this fucking business opportunity. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it. We got this uh, magic diet powder. You're going to lose a hundred pounds without doing anything. Not only are you going to be able to use this yourself, but you're going to be able to get your friends on it. And all of us are going to get in shape and feel great. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to sign a year-long commitment to it. It's a contract. You're going to pay me your income tax money, but you're going to get paid by all your friends that much money. And then that company's going to take fees from that. And then I'm going to take fees from that. And then we're all going to be left with no money because they're at the top. We're at the bottom, just like the Illuminati. It's a pyramid. Lottery tickets. Mm -hmm. Poor people are easy to just show. Here's something that can happen to you. You could win $10 million dollars. And get out of your destitute life cycle and enjoy the finer things in life. When you're at it, when you have a kid, when you don't have expendable income, you're desperate. It's easy for things like that to come along and put that fucking twinkle in your eye. And that's what happened with Barry Seal. He was approached by the government, the CIA to be exact, who didn't exactly explain who they were. They didn't have to. They had some uh, private piloting for Barry to do. And he was like a young, handsome guy. Uh, he kind of partied a little bit. That's why they, they picked him. He was like easy to compromise. He could, he was on the verge of losing his piloting job, which was, was this a, the late 80s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's part, he's doing, you know, partying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, drinking a lot, meeting young ladies all the time. That's what so, cocaine do. So, well, so his, 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 his life that he enjoys is pretty easy to compromise, pretty easy to blackmail. Pretty easy for someone to come along and say, hey, man, we know you've been partying with these girls. I hate for you to lose your job and wife over it. Uh, but good news, you want to make some extra money? Well, he's like, well, fuck yeah. So you can't tell anybody. As far as your wife is concerned, you're just going to be out on your normal routes because you're gone flying for three days at a time. This is what we're going to do. We need you to spy on these people in uh, in Panama. We got it. Or, um, 
Nicaragua. Nicaragua, yeah. yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. We need you to go down to Nicaragua and spy on this general. And when I say spy, it's no risk. You're not going to go and, and like wear a suit and sneak in and, and be sexy and have sex with people and coerce information out of them. No, you're just going to fly this plane. You're going to take some pictures. You're going to get the fuck out of there. You're going to bring the pictures back to us. We're going to have the evidence that we need that there's these bases and places where they're making drugs and places where they're making weapons. And we'll be able to go and handle our business. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, they, you know, the government needs proof to take before Congress to do a military strike. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so that's how it starts off. Yeah. He's flying this small plane. Uh, they've made it for him. It's launches discreetly. In other words, it's not on radars. People don't need to know where he's at. He flies down there. He fucking just doesn't even stop. He, he fuels the plane up, makes a loop. Snaps some pictures with a clicker in his hand, flies right back. Yeah. No muss, no fuss. This goes on for months until his wife finds out that he's not working for the same airline anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's got to come clean with her and tell her, like, hey, I'm working for this private company. Now, the CIA is so in on this now to make it work for Barry. They've manufactured a company to give to him. So it's not like Barry could tell anyone, yo, I work for the CIA. That sounds crazy. Yeah. I'm an undercover agent, but I'm not really an agent. I just fly. You can't tell people that shit. You're going to blow the operation. And also, you're going to sound like a crazy asshole. They invent an entire corporation for Barry Seal to have for himself. That quickly becomes an import company. Mm-hmm. Now, if the government told you to fly a plane, you don't talk to anybody. You don't make any transactions to start with. They're mm-hmm. going to put something in the plane. You're going to close the door. You're going to get out of there. That's it. Yep. Your thoughts not going to lean to that being one of your favorite fucking pastimes. Doing cocaine. Doing cocaine. You're not going to think that the government's going to send you to the epicenter of Bookshug, mm-hmm. nose dust, gold dust, and send you back with a bunch of fucking sweet stuff. As my grandpa liked to call it, the devil's dandruff. Yeah. <laughs> how he called it yeah he was like you i mean i've heard that before well, he was like you get on the devil's weed and then the devil's dandruff but i also feel like too that was in another movie and i think he saw that right i don't know so now basically at the time again he's a louisiana native uh what he's doing to start with is he's flying out of fucking baton rouge louisiana moving this shit rather inconspicuously but he fucks up uh and also He's, uh, before sometimes I ADHD is shit and I fuck up the timeline and I don't want to, let me just slow this down. He is, uh, at first not in the know. Mm -hmm. He becomes suspicious, which is like not a hard thing to do. Like you're covertly having a package for them. They're leaving a package for you. (laughs) Well, when you're shaking hands with General Noriega, the Contra, well, he wasn't, this is where we're going. He wasn't doing that at first. And Mm -hmm. then as soon as he figures it out, which the CAA kind of wants him to. Yeah. But it's also a test. Is this motherfucker smart enough to figure it out? And if he does, is he cool with it? Mm -hmm. And he is. And he did. So then he starts brokering deals with Noriega, becomes friends with Noriega, is now a full-fledged cocaine smuggler. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government's really got a hold of him. So in a risk-reward situation, they move him risk-wise to make it minimal on them 
Tamina, Arkansas in the middle of the night because Barry dropped a package of cocaine out of his plane by accidentally hitting the door handle, dropped it in the middle of the swamps. Yeah. And what he, he was dropping it in the swamps uh, at like a waypoint. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He just missed it. He fucked up. So like, let's say I've got a latitude and longitude where I'm going to drop this immense amount of cocaine where yeah. there's no humanity normally around. Uh, and also the idea is that when I drop it and go to it, it's where people would not be. It's only where alligators would be. It's hard to get to. Uh, so hard to get to that where I started off at in my ATV coming from a truck, people would not see a truck, would not hear an ATV. You, you, completely yeah, yeah, isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucks up the waypoint. It comes out. Police find it. They've got no where to tie it to. But it gets found. It mm-hmm. gets in the news. Now, the fucking CIA is way smarter than the news, way smarter than the local police. They pull the plug on what they have going on, move it all to Mina, Arkansas. Again, middle of the night shit. Yeah. Barry's got to go home and tell his family, we're getting out of here. Of course, they're pissed. He moves them to Mina, Arkansas, which is a total shithole. Mm-hmm. Piece of shit town. Still is. Still was. Small. Uh, the reason there is because, for one, it's not too long of a drive from where he's at. Two, middle of nowhere. Swamps to drop shit in. And big airport. And for whatever fucking reason, there's a private airport that the government has seen makes a deal with the owner of buys the whole thing flat out Mm -hmm. in the name of Barry Seals company. Yep. Moves him into it. And now this is the base for him. Now it should be to where no one has any idea what's going on. We're just start to get dirty at Barry starts taking side deals. You can never do that. Mm Mm-mm. You can't get high on your own supply. Well, you, you can't do that, especially if uh, you're set up for anything to go wrong. You're the patsy. Yeah. And it's by design. That's yeah. correct. You're right. Um, it's what the CIA wanted him to do for sure. Yeah. Like I was saying, they're testing him to see if he's smart enough to do it. And will he do it the entire time? They're way ahead of this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's a, he's a pretty smart guy, but not that. Not the entire CIA smart. Uh, CIA at this time, by the way, is under control of George Bush. Okay. Well, it makes, I mean, I, well, you know, he, he was president, well, he was president at the time, right? He was head of the CIA well, and then president. Clinton was a uh, governor. Um, the Bay of Pigs era, you know. Yeah, we, Clinton beat George Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. in an election. So Sr. was head of CIA during the Bay of Pigs when JFK got assassinated. Yeah. But also, I think that he, uh, he was president at the time, right? Because this is the 80s. So in the eighties he was president, but uh, but his CIA connection Ladies. was never was never talked about. You make a good point. So uh, yeah. yeah, we're talking like eighty. Well, the 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 apex of this is like eighty six, eighty seven. Yeah, I think he's president. Uh, okay, so um, then, then it would be Dick Cheney is the head of the CIA at this point. I don't know who's Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah, let's let us not fuck that up. Yeah, the, everyone who's been the head of the CIA is as sketchy as it gets. Well, and I'll tie this back into what you're talking about because it does there there is something that does happen because he is president at the time right. and Bill Clinton is governor. Yes. That is is definitely a confirmed interaction with the um drug task force agent. Don't forget it. I won't. Uh so yeah, but, but Bill Clinton is also freshly Arkansas governor. Uh, anyway, George Bush being the head of the CIA, now he's the head of the head of the CIA. Uh I should go back and say that George Bush is like the OG as the head of the CIA for importing 
basically, if he didn't figure it out himself, the people in charge of him figured it out and he enacted it. This is the beginning of the drug war where they figured out that they could capitalize money on disease right. and put people in prison for right. using drugs. Right, that's right. And this is towards the end of the Black Panther Party where they were like, well, we'll just feed the black community crack cocaine. Yeah, because George Bush was ahead of CIA when Reagan was president. That's mm-hmm. where I fucked that up. Yeah, yeah. And Reagan was the mouthpiece. Uh, and then George Bush was the first person to cut like Reagan talked like made the war on drugs talked about and then George Bush like hit it like went to go back and shit on crack cocaine yeah and he was like this is killing our children well this 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 ties back into Bay of Pigs with JFK because yes. they were training people privately in Louisiana for um for things like make it seem like they were commies yeah and so whenever JFK was assassinated that was like the whole Bay of, they. It's not confirmed that JFK was killed or not killed by the government. Yeah, of course. It makes sense that they would do that because he was going to come out and get rid of the gold standard. He was going to do these other things that were like, this is what they're doing. Right. And they're trying to bring drugs in. So you get rid of the the guy, the presidential candidate. Yes. That's going to do that. Right. And so when that happens, you got uh, Barry Seals, who just happens to be from Louisiana and who can also fly a plane. And also important to say that uh, the the when he was landing in Louisiana, it was at like a, a at like a covert military operatives base. Yeah, it was a military base that nobody knew about. It's right outside of New Orleans. Yeah. They they didn't have one thing to Barry knows because he was a pilot. He flew military people every fucking day. Mm. He he noticed right away that their uniform didn't have any insignia. I mean, they moved the same way, they talked the same way, they looked the same way. But they didn't have Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, nothing to identify who they were. Now, once he gets this operation going in Mena, Arkansas, that same paramilitary shit moves in. So what they've done, they've taken Barry Seals. Uh, they've they've grown him into it. And they, they lose touch with him for long periods of time. That's normal. They give him a mission. He enacts it. No one touches base with him. He just gets the money for it. Mm-hmm. Now he's starting to make his own deals, which he's been doing all along, which the CIA nodded to. Like in the fictionalized, I mean, I say fictionalized, but the, the over-exaggerated movie version, there's a scene where he's talking to the CIA guy who he has no idea who he is. He doesn't even have a fake name for him. Mm-hmm. And he's asking him if he can make deals, basically. And the guy's like, yeah, of course. That's what we expect. Like, cut yourself in. We're not going to look at that. Just like you're not going to look at us. And he's taking the money and deposit. another attractive thing about Mina is that there's four banks there. He starts making so much money that they put in new branches of banks there. And then the government starts to wonder why the fuck is there so many financial and I'm not, you know, the CIA is the government. The IRS is the government. They operate on total different spectrums from one another. Yeah. The IRS is going to have no idea what the CIA is doing. And that's basically even what the CIA has told Barry Seal. Like you're on your own, bud. And he is for sure. Uh, to a point. Because he gets caught up via the IRS, looking into his finances, coming to his base, seeing that he has all types of unregulated, super expensive equipment that could only be one or two explanations to what he has. Um, Seal starts funneling money into the government. Uh, The name of his company, when the IRS started looking into it, is Rich Mountain Aviation, which is fucking hilarious. they're supposed to um, all the employees are instructed to keep a fucking low profile. His wife's brother is a fucking drug addict. He starts spending out of control, which puts an eyeball 
on him? Why is this person being flashy in the middle of Mena, Arkansas? Why are all these banks coming in with so much money? If you do things like that, the government gets hungry. They want their piece of it, even though they're tied into it. They have no idea. They've got to get a taste. You know what I mean? You can't just leave the fucking Uncle Sam's IRS dick hanging out there without jacking it off. He gets caught. As soon as he gets caught, he tries to roll on an entire operation. Mm-hmm. Well, who's the operation he's going to roll on? CIA. You can't roll on the CIA. There is no CIA. No. There is no person that you've been dealing with. All the things you're telling them makes you look crazy. And on top of that, the local government that knew essentially what was going on for the money that they've been given by to shut the fuck up, they don't have anything to back up Barry Seal on. All the interactions that he supposedly had to make his business legitimate. Licenses. You know, you can account for me at this time. You can account for me at that time. The sheriff knows I'm a good person. Nope. Nobody rides for him. Mm-hmm. The people that work there as his employees uh, are, you know, culpable. But he's he's not told them what he's bringing in. They're basically ignorant. They catch charges too. Basically, everyone goes down for it. Now, when they bring Barry Seal in as an informant, they, they take him into witness protection, which you always see in TV as being like an exotic location or like an entirely remade up family thing for you. Like they put you in some boring job and you and your wife live this fucking enjoyable life away from everything else as different people. Nah, man, they put Barry seal in a, in a, in a salvation army fucking halfway house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so he's basically living in squalor. They move his family away from him. His wife wants to leave him. That's another thing is that they, they kind of give the option of staying together as you and his wife's like, fuck this shit. You know, she hasn't like that's here or there. And what we're talking about, but his yeah. family split up. He's a desperate man. It comes to a point uh, where, Again, the over-dramatized version in the movie is so close to what happened in real life. In the movie, he gets arrested. They take him into a sheriff's office. Bill Clinton, the new governor, calls and tells them to let him go. And Barry's like, y'all are going to let me out of here in less than an hour. And it happens. Now, the real-life account of this is that Barry is... This is when he's already working as an informant. Um, He supposedly... um, Supposedly tied in now with the legitimate side of the government telling on this operative that's off the grid that he's working for. But what he legitimately is telling on is how we're getting drugs from Nicaragua to America. Now that he can corroborate that he can do. Yeah. Um, so he got arrested by another unknowing government body, local police. Yeah. This is when again, already an informant. This is where the movie over dramatizes it. Already an informant of the gov- of the federal government, Bill Clinton has to call and say, hey, y'all, this Governor Bill, uh, you got a young man there named Barry. We're going to need to let him go. Let him go. Sends him back to the halfway house. February 19th, 1986. Shot. Dead. Mm. By? Colombian hitman. Oh, wow, yeah. Right here in America. How'd they get mm, here, you think? Yeah. Crazy. Ah, just bananas. Bonkers. Uh, nowhere to link that to. Just the rogue Colombian wandered up here to kill people for cash. And what's crazy is people don't understand, too, Central Intelligence Agency's home base is not... They have they have home bases in different countries. Right. 
Uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to cover the 9-11 conspiracy, but, you know, like Bin Laden yes. came in the day before to visit with CIA operatives about. Hold, stop you know, there so. uh, on the Bin Laden thing, because we, we don't have to go deep into that. And we will definitely do 9-11 at some point, which is a monumental undertaking. Mm-hmm. But Osama Bin Laden, again, this is well known, not conspiracy theory, conspiracy fact. Uh, he got all of his weapons from us originally yeah. to fight the Soviets out of his country. Well, Barry Seal... A lot of time, what he was exchanging for drugs were weapons. Yeah, this heavy, is... Yeah. Heavy American artillery. Now, what he was being told, and I believe this, uh, because you have to wonder how much he did know and how much he was dumb to. But mm-hmm. what he was being told is that the weapons that he was being given were to overthrow communism, which yeah. is the classic American line. You got this evil dictator. We got to get him out of there. You're taking weapons to liberate fucking... Um, we said his name earlier, and I spaced it. Osama Bin Laden? No, the the Nicaraguan. Oh, we're talking about uh, Noriega. Noriega, yeah. Yeah, Noriega's going to overthrow this bullshit. But this this all kind of... Like, so the the president at this time was definitely Bush. Yes. And so Bush... You're correct. So Osama Bin Laden before... At this point, it's 1980. I mean, we yeah. started... At, like, now it's... 19- the, like, this didn't happen overnight. We, we started this shit in, uh, in, 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 like, the very... Like, late 70s, early 80s. Now we're up to 1986. A good, a good business platform is that your business makes money in many different ways. Right. Uh, one being the uh, prison slave system. You put people in jail for... For fucking using drugs, but you bring them over here and you give them to everybody. Yeah. You also use that to fund weapons for the Mujahideen, which is what, uh, which is what Osama bin Laden was before it became Al Qaeda. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which he had regular basis of, of visiting the CIA to, you know, they they were a paramilitary. Essentially, is what the Mujahideen was. Oh yeah, I mean, well, look, well known fact, we we yeah. gave him weapons to get the Russians out, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's just fucking mad at us. Oh yeah, right? yeah, he's yeah. mad at our freedom, bud. We were too free for Osama bin Laden's taste. Yeah. But again, where the weapons are actually going, that Barry is taking is to the cartels, mm-hmm. the Colombian cartels. Yeah, who just so happened to kill. Barry Seals. Barry Seals, yeah. A little too close to home. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it, again, this all happened to me in Arkansas. And it, it gets such an open fact that the Tom Cruise movie basically follows, like they church it up a little bit for mm-hmm. TV. Yeah. You know how we we just breeze through it in like 20 minutes. It, you know, it's years, right? Yeah. It, 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 didn't, it didn't all happen overnight. Now, let's talk about the people investigating him. That's Bill Duncan, Russell Welch. They are IRS criminal investigators. That is who came down the pipe to see what was going on with Barry Seals. Now, they are the team, like what they do in their department is money laundering. That's what they're looking for is people bringing in large amount of monies. Now, Duncan finds testimony from all the locals uh, involved in everything. This is how the reality of the government being involved sets in. Like these are these are what I would consider good government, right? Mm-hmm. So they're trying to come out with the truth. They want to believe in what Barry Seal is saying. In not working without, like, let's say you gave me a bunch of information about the government. I think at first you're fucking crazy. Uh, we we go forward with with you informing on things, and we pretend like you never said anything about the government to me. And then what I'm doing is still in the back of my mind, trying to think, is this guy serious? Is this a reality? Is this something that could have truth to it? So this is where Operation Greenback came from. Um, 
trying to think of a good way to word this shit. Essentially, Duncan and Welch, after, like, and towards the end of Barry's life, started to confirm that the government, I'm, I'm getting, what are you doing? I'm trying to find my phone because there's a, uh, when this was when this broke through, there was a uh, a guy that wrote for tabloids that was uh, also. I mean, I'm sure you probably may have this guy, but he ended up dying too. But well, that's that's who I'm talking about right now. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and what's funny again? ADHD. The entire. Yeah. Like, I see you fidgeting around, and I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. What's uh, what's going on over there? I can't even. Yeah, fucking, and I'm in, a, and I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I can't even yeah. say the course. Well, so here's the deal that we're talking about: Duncan and Welch. Now, um, Welch. When he again, so he, the the unbelievable case that Barry has laid out in front of them is that he works for the government. Mm-hmm. They can find no evidence of it. Duncan digging into it finds out that he is, in fact, for the last year, like he says, been working as a informant from the time he was picked up by the government at one point. He, uh, and this is what Operation Greenback is. It's basically. Where Duncan and Welch are investigating the government to figure out how this happened. They found a 29 count indictment that was supposed to be presented in 1986. As the evidence comes in, Welch becomes in charge of it. He's got it all with him. He's supposed to show up before a grand court, not the Supreme Court. This is the lower level. Could you guess what happens to him? Mm-hmm. I could. Go ahead. Does he get, uh, does he die? Yeah. Oh, mysterious causes? Uh, I mean, as mysterious as why would this person be in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain country of origin, buddy? Colombia. Colombian hitman. Just so happens to also... Not in conjunction with the death of Barry Seals. Why didn't that happen to Folgers? The coffee company? Yeah, man. Juan Valdez walking through a fucking uh, <laughs> desert. <laughs> you know, he's like a Juan Valdez. He's, he comes, he sees a nice grove of coffee. He doesn't make it. Yeah. Well, the investigation is completely shut down. The evidence is lost. The government basically tries to say that the shipment that was supposed to be coming in that they're trying to label as cocaine was actually lumber. Duncan approaches a Little Rock investigator named Black. They offer him $125,000 to continue investigating even though they, like, you know... um, God damn it, dude. I'm fucking this up so bad. Give me one. I hate ruining a podcast. No, 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 we're not. So, yeah, Barry Seals gets killed. Duncan's not dead yet. Um, they, they, they're in shit, though. Like, Barry Seals is supposed to go testify. He gets killed. Duncan gets killed later. That's my fault. Uh, he approaches the Little Rock investigator, the prosecutor, Black. They try to give him $125,000 to just go look into it. They give mm-hmm. him a non-biased... Like, hey, and this happens a lot in law. Uh, let's say mm. I'm a pro, I'm I'm a I'm a fucking 
police officer and I've become a private entity that's interested in something. Like you ever see those detective shows where someone like a detective becomes so enthralled in a case that the the fucking chief is like, I got to throw you off the case. You're too close to this. And they send him home for good. Turn in your badge and gun. And then that deranged detective is so wrapped up in it, they can't turn it off. Yeah. And even though it's not their job anymore, they continue to work on the case. And then they become a hero when they solve it and they get rehired by the department. Not exactly what happened here, but that's why they're trying to hire an outside prosecutor. They offer this dude $125,000. Uh, they never hear back from him. And they had paperwork that they sent into him when this whole thing comes out. Uh, and then Bill Clinton gets tied into this now as for sure knowing about all this going on because when he was asked to, this is again, when he's in like, you know, the state capitals in Little Rock, if people don't know, which is where Bill Clinton is as the governor. Um, And this is a Little Rock prosecutor when it's brought up later. Why did he not investigate for that much fucking money? Clinton says, but they only offered him $25,000 and they, there was undeniable proof that they offered $125,000. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I, I, I just keep feeling like I'm not making sense because I'm on some kooky ass shit, but the, no, it makes total sense. Yeah. So essentially these IRS guys off the case want to know so much what happened. They can't control it on their end. Again, I was wrong about the guy's death. This, that's where I fucked up at. Um, just to fucking walk it back again. Barry Seal killed by a Colombian hitman. 1986. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to go before a grand jury. Now, this dude does get murdered down the line, which is a super sketchy Bill Clinton body count thing. He did die. I mean, he died. He, he like got shot down in an alleged robbery. Yeah. And it, nothing was taken from him, though, mm-hmm. which is like 10 people involved in Clinton, including in the most recent election cycle. Uh, the dude that that leaked the information about the Democratic Party stifling Barry Sanders, uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, remember this shit? Yeah, that guy got fucking robbed, but no one took anything from him. Yeah, he just got shot cold blooded in the yeah. middle of the fucking street for no reason at all. Which is a which is a CIA tactic. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, what that's what I'm for, getting at. Yeah, but uh, the, but but Clinton got his hands dirty in this whole thing. No matter what, the Barry Seal thing for one corroborated that he made the phone call to let him go and then corroborated that he in the defense of the prosecutor for saying why he wouldn't look at the case when presented with that evidence which is what a prosecutor should do yeah uh, that, that's what you do as a prosecutor if I if you're if you are a prosecutor and you charge a certain fee mm-hmm. per hour and I'm like I need you to look at this case and you're like okay this is what it's gonna cost I offer you above and beyond that yep. you say no what's the reason but then Bill Clinton says that I didn't offer you enough money yeah, sticking up for the guy. Or uh, uh, um, let me know if I'm jumping ahead. Are we going to be getting into Gary Webb at all? Uh, don't I can't remember. <laughs> I'm going through this outline. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I mean not yet. Okay. Not with the Clinton shit. How long? Are we? Yeah, 46 minutes. I'm trying again. This is complicated. Is this two part series? One part? What are we doing? Should we do two parts? I mean, maybe. I mean, here's a question I have for you. Yeah. Uh, this is also, you know, all the professional big boys, they got the shit mapped out. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Um, it's, it's probably another 20 minutes to just finish up the the Clinton Contra. Mm-hmm. And then the boys on the track is an entirely, it's not separate, it's attached to it. But, th- but that's probably, you know, yeah, 30 minutes. 
Yeah, but I feel like if we do a two-parter, we, we've got to definitely do the Gary Webb story. Okay. Because it ties into it. He uh, wrote a book called The Dark Alliance. Yes. Um, multiple gunshot wounds, uh, suicide. Right. Makes no damn sense. None. Um, very intriguing. Um, so, I mean, I feel like that, I mean, I feel like this deserves two parts. No, let's two part it. Unplanned okay. again. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't pre-script our jokes and content. No, we just, just make an outline and follow it. Uh, we don't, uh, which, you know, there's other podcasts within the similar genre to us that they, they write in little jokes and quips and they, wow, wackadoo. Well, yeah. what a type of silly shit are we talking about this week? Well, that, well, let me riff this off of that. Wack, 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 wack. Sometimes they just steal my jokes. Sometimes they do do that. Perhaps they do. Uh, <laughs> but we are very fucking loose and off the cuff. I'm willing to do an episode two. Yeah, we should. Just help me dig in the on The Gary that. Webb thing by itself is fucking crazy. All right, perfect. Well, then, you know, that's good because it gives me a little bit more time to really elaborate on this. Insa- because to me, there's no, there's no like, I mean, Barry Seal murdered Cold yeah, Boy. Yeah, that's yeah. a murder right there. But we're not doing, like, we're doing Illuminati talk. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but physical evidence, Illuminati talk. All right, perfect. So back to this shit. And then we'll do part two with the kids getting run over next week. Okay. We're going to get killed. Oh, I mean... We're not, there's not going to be a next week. Yeah. I mean, this is all on the fucking internet. You know what I'm saying? All right. Now, here's the deal. Bill Clinton... There's a track for politicians to follow. Yeah. Like I said, he was at Harvard. Uh-huh. He's making the right alliances. This is the this is one I'm of... One of those alliances is Kara Quigley. Right. Um, I can't name. I can't think of the name of the book, and I can't think of what he actually did. But I know he was high up in the. Uh, Mark, can you look up Kara Quigley? Um, I think it's Hoping Conspiracy is the name of the book. Yeah, uh, Carol Quigley. Uh, Hoping Conspiracy is a, uh, I think it's a semi autobiographical whatever, and it's a yeah. Uh, oh. Tragedy and Hope is the name of it. What like people also talk about in the Illuminati where this also has an outline of kind of kind of uh, there's some quotes in there where he's talking about, you know, controlling the people and how uh, people of higher intellect are going to be able to control the world and that they're going to be able to subdue everything through media and some other things. Um, Kara Quigley was actually a mentor of Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy shit. It's not that crazy. No. for I mean, it's like par for the course in politics. Um, I don't necessarily believe that the 12 bloodlines of the Illuminati shit. Hmm. Where, I mean, yeah. saying that loosely, there's an easy... Uh, and there's also like one, th- one, one thing that would make that easily explainable in America is the idea is like, okay... All these politicians go to certain Ivy League schools. Yeah. They belong, skull and bones. Yeah. Same type of secret societies. But also, that's regular. Like, that. if you have the most money yeah. and influence. That's some regular rich boy shit. That's what I'm saying. That's what you would do anyway. Now, I could say this. Uh, uh, I would say a past friend, not really a friend anymore, but our, her family owns a... Uh, Lake property where you can rent cabins out and shit, right. and it's right next to a. It's right next to Bill Clinton's grandfather's house, uh, which we allegedly broke into, and I saw the Al of Moloch 
Al Moluk book book weights in oh, that house. Dum dum dum. It allegedly happened. That's anic- That's what you would call anecdotal. Yeah, yeah. It's not real, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, we we got in there and uh, saw these book weights, and definitely fucking had the Bohemian Grove symbol on them. And I was uh, explaining that to her, and she didn't believe me. Whatever. Right. But then I show it to her, so it's, you know. Didn't didn't have any fucking weird sex in Bill Clinton's grandpa's house. Because I was 19. Bummer. Yeah, and you were scared of the pussy. I was terrified. Terrified of, of the pussy. And they want to get a girl pregnant because my grandparents would have to pay <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, we would have. It's so yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, so that, that that's like a normal political rising, right? The, again, I'm just laying it out to where you don't have to be involved in a conspiracy. He's being groomed as being a top-billed politician already because he's going to law school. He's got the smarts. He's got the charm. He's got the money. He's not afraid of doing sketchy shit. Uh, so he comes out of that. Moves back to Arkansas. Uh, he was the attorney general, mm-hmm. and then he got elected governor. Yeah, uh, you know this is a this is a problem with politics that I always see. It's like if let's say I wanted to be elected as a senator. Yeah. Now to be straight on, I don't know what a fucking senator is or does. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, but if I could learn, like I could learn that pretty easily. And if I wanted to run, if I believed I could actually make a difference. And let's say I could. What if I had the best fucking ideas and I knew how to fix things and I was passionate and I just wanted to make a move as a 33-year-old man? Uh, I've never been involved in any any group attached to politics. I've never been to an Ivy League school. I don't have any connections. I haven't networked in with these people. I don't have any donor money coming to me from these people. I don't have the backdoor you know who's a great man coming around is old Chris Pierce. He's got a good head on his shoulders, if you know what I'm saying. I think that you guys should take a look at giving to him and maybe telling your boys that he's doing the right things by us. In the words of our weightlifting coach, you're a bit touched. Which is a fancy way of saying retarded. That's me. So I'm hey, saying... Hey, I, I'm I, fucking real touched. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't run for office. I could... Yeah. But I'm not going to even come. Cl- I'm, it's going to be a joke. I can yeah. make a joke out of it. But it, you have to be like there's a there's a certain chain to it. And when Bill was going to be attorney general, it's not like he was just some fucking lawyer and said, hey, I want to be the uh, uh, the head of the state. I want to be the attorney general. I want to be in charge of law here. No, nah, man, he had the connections. He had yeah. the drive. He was well known, vouched for uh, the, the right ties to Washington. Easy election. He smooths people. People love him. On top of the fact that he's got the right backdoor connections to get to it, becomes attorney general, and they're already grooming him for fucking presidency at this young age. Mm -hmm. What's the next move? Governor, senator, something like that. Governor election comes up. He's really young as far as Arkansas goes for getting the job. Wins, no problem. Now, on the way up to becoming governor, they got to find someone to replace him as attorney general. That's when we got attorney general Bryant. He... Uh, had a ruse where he wanted to get to the bottom of Mina. He wanted to find out the facts. He yeah. wanted to know everything that was going on. And then as soon as he got elected, oddly enough, fired. Mm-hmm. I like how when we do conspiracies, you do get the Alex Jones twitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a certain weight to spacing out words. Yeah. So I mean, probably from listening to Alex Jones, I know if I if I set something up and let it sit there for a second, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because every time, like, it, it's a funny thing to point out. 
because I don't like I know I'm doing it, but I don't yeah. really know I'm doing it. But I listen like I like back in the day when I used to listen to Alex Jones, I'd always think that my shit was pausing because he'll say something and then hold for so long. Yeah. Without any noise behind him. You won't realize he's making a dramatic effect. Yeah. <laughs> I keep doing it. And he pointed it hey, out. That's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, when we do live shows, oh, we're doing don't. drama right now, buddy. That's why this sounds good on a podcast. This it, is serious it's, shit. It's serious. I'm casting the fucking news. Hey, you're, I'm, I'm telling not, you how it is. I'm not telling you do anything wrong, man. It just sets it up. Now, so if we're really going to dig into it and talk about the Clintons and we, we, we have no way to dig into the entire Clinton. I mean, we can't go into whitewater. Like we don't have time for that shit. No, but to deal with things that frames who Bill Clinton is, around the kids on the track case, which is what we're getting at now, because um, you'll hear it all in the next episode. But the reason that the kids ended up on the track is because they found a drop site for Bill Clinton's cocaine. Yeah. And to frame Bill Clinton again, I like to, I like to attack these things from an angle of fact. Because the the less muddled the facts are, the easier it is to just get on your magical phone device and figure out exactly what the truth is. So if we're going to dig a little bit more into Bill Clinton around these things happening, because that's another thing, an, a very Arkansas argument for this whole thing is that uh, Bill wasn't involved. These things just happen to be going on. Mm-hmm. Because people here think that Bill, he's God, he's the savior. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he has done a lot for the state, but in the most scrupulous fucking ways of all time. Yes. Yeah. It's a. So the first thing to talk about here, as far as Bill Clinton's ascend into the White House, this is where it goes. Now, if you want to take the conspiracy train where we're at now, just to keep the beautiful package moving along, George Clinton. George Clinton. George Bush. Badass bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking slapping bass and eating ace. Yeah. During the Reagan war on drugs presidency, George Bush head of the CIA. George Bush himself then continues the war on drugs as president himself. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Clinton will run against and win versus George Bush, which is funny because he is a very big operative in the Quote, the actual real life war on drugs, which is a money making operation for America. Yeah. Uh, where Bill Clinton is at now is he's he's governor running for president. Mm-hmm. He orders again, Attorney General Bryant fired from his job for looking into Mina. Shortly thereafter, 1992, he's running for the presidency. He orders all records burned. B-U-R-N-E-D through an official governor memo. Why mm-hmm. would you do that? Because, you know, when you're running for president, you're going to have shit come up now. Scandal after scandal. Again, I, you heard me say Whitewater. That got completely covered up by Monica Lewinsky. Uh, Bill Clinton covered up the Monica Lewinsky shit by bombing. Yeah. Like, the, the, it never ends with him. It never has ended. It never ended with Hillary. And it never will until they die and fucking Chelsea starts doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, on record shit that happened with Bill Clinton on the way to the White House. That's sketchy as fuck. First of all. You guys dislike Donald Trump because of the scandals that he's been in with women, the whole grab grab her by the pussy thing, yeah. uh, women saying that he touched them. He, look, he is a, a small fish in the sexual assault pond in comparison to fucking Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is a flat-out rapist. 
he's been sued. When he was running for president, Paula Jones sued him, tried to take him fucking down because he sexually assaulted her. Now, we live in a much better era now as far as believing women. It's not great at all. No. But uh, now as open as information is, you know, back then you couldn't exactly Google Google Paula Jones and figure out the details of what happened. You just had what the news reported as her word versus Bill's word. Yeah. In the wake of the Paula Jones and women coming forward scandal, what happened is that she broke down that Bill Clinton set up his rapes and sexual assaults via state troopers that he was using as personal detailed security guards for himself. Mm -hmm. And how we did that is like he would do it fucking like Van Halen style. You've heard stories about how if you were at a show, again, cocaine, this is all cocaine, baby. David Lee Roth seems that you have a nice, sweet tits. Row two, seat number 18. Great rocking set of knockers. Yeah. I'm going to get my backstage security man to go and tell her that David Lee Roth wants to meet her. Do you want to meet David Lee Roth backstage? Well, fuck yeah, you do. Yeah. You're at a fucking Van Halen concert. It's the king of sex. He is, man. The almighty lord of blowing rails and smashing tails. Listen, you got those motherfuckers that spin flags at high school games. Oh, yeah. And do kind of karate gymnastics shit. Yeah. He's the OG of that. The god. The you know? goat. Uh, Bill Clinton is the David Lee Roth of politics. He takes that move and he uses his personal security detail of state troopers, which is also sketchy as fuck. Now, you said that your grandpa was involved in that. Well, to here's the thing is... <clears throat> This is how this this came up is uh, before I got any type of uh, well a high school diploma. Uh, what I was good at was security work. Now let's be honest, you got that like last year. No, that was like f- three four years ago. Oh my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you know I worked in bars and did all that kind of shit. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, I was good with people. I knew how to talk to them. I knew right. how to like calm them down or whatever. Sure. And so my grandpa was like, "Well, just go to Harp Security." Which I probably shouldn't say, but anyways, no, the guy that that comes up, dude. Yeah, well, the guy that uh, was uh, private security for Clinton was a, a guy named Doug, mm-hmm. a nice guy. He ended up listening to my grandpa. I got hired. Yep, f- by a private security firm. Which that sounds cool. This is when you worked at the hospital. Yeah, this sounds okay. cool, but it's not. I'm a, I was a rent a cop. It's right. basically I had to wear a uniform. It sucked. Well, that's a. I mean, that's like a national. I think we get it. It's yeah, a, it's a It's a. It's like a national corporation. Yeah, but he knew my grandpa, who was a state trooper. Yeah, and so whenever uh, Clinton was, you know, all this stuff was going on. Uh, suppose my grandpa helped escort him to and from certain events, did that kind of thing because he knew the guy that we're discussing right now. And yeah. so uh, through being a state trooper, through being a state trooper, yes. so. This is, I mean, state troopers didn't, there was not really a whole lot of shit that the state troopers were doing, if we're being honest. There wasn't that many state troopers. So, yes, I mean, like, my grandpa's in the original fucking, uh, what's the name of the high school in Little Rock? Where, where they, Central. Central. So, yeah. the, the movie they made, my grandpa is one of the state troopers in Central holding a shotgun. Yeah. You know, when you watch that movie. So, um, grandpa was a stand-up dude for the most part, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh. There are some things that we're about to talk about that ties into this where he starts to backtrack about what he thought happened. Well, you know, it's 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 good old boy shit. 
For uh, sure. And I'm not pointing a finger at your grandpa at all. Uh, but w- what you're saying lays a personal and nice frame to what we're going to get into. Because now, I, again, I'm not a fucking government official. I don't know how every state works. But it seems like some exclusive down-home southern fried good old boy politics. That still goes on. I know it does. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like that. It, like if you are in that network you're ha- and you're having state troopers be your personal security, that, that doesn't seem like something a state trooper in like New York would do. Well, to, to reference, this guy was not a state trooper. No, but your grandpa. That's what I'm saying. The, the yeah, other yeah, guy. Yeah. The other guy is a well-known security detail mogul. Well, he told me he was an escort. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But, but, but that's what I'm saying is like, you got secret service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got private security bodyguards that you can hire only in Arkansas or like Alabama. I would assume the, the fucking governor is using like a backwoods and hot springs is more populated now, but certainly when your grandpa was here, he was a backwoods lawman. Yeah, for sure. He was in some Wild West shit. He was a, yeah. Just like moonshining, prostitution. Dude, that motherfucker told me he uppercutted a motherfucker in the back of a pickup truck and knocked his teeth out. Yeah. For just arguing with him over speeding too. Right. That's what I'm saying. Backwards shit. Yeah. And this is who Bill Clinton is using as like personal security. And he's also using his personal security to like pick up women, strong arm people. That's what I'm getting at. So if this sounds crazy to you, let us reference... Paula Jones, which led to Troopergate, because when she went before the Supreme Court and laid out that Bill Clinton had state troopers doing his dirty work, they have to say, okay, pump the brakes there, because we have a serious problem. One, if you're guilty of perjury, this is borderline treason, and you're going to go to jail for forever. Yeah. So we're going to check into this shit. And if we find this out, then we're going to have to do an entire other investigation. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. There you have Bill Clinton's first scandal. Troopergate. Mm-hmm. It's the name for a political controversy that became when he was running for the presidency. It, it claimed that the state troopers, like I said, set up sexual liaisons, which Bill Clinton generally raped. Yeah. I mean, that's just facts. That's true. There, there is literally more women that came forward for Bill Cosby that have said that he forced himself upon them. And and again, it's like that shit. This is what's wrong with society a lot of the time is that people will say, well, you agreed to meet up with him. Hmm. A state trooper came to you and said, do you want to meet Bill Clinton? What do you think that means? I wouldn't think that. Again, it's not David Lee Roth. We're talking about a cop and a fucking governor. That doesn't sound like sex. Yeah. And if you if that's not what you're there for, then according to sounds like a business meeting. Exactly. That's what you're there for now. This whole thing got blown wide open after that happened. Uh, there was a crazy fucking piece put out in a, this ma- a conservative magazine, American Spectator. The name of the article is His Cheating Heart. It came out in December 1993, which this case came out before he was in the office. And then they went and talked to the state troopers that were involved in it, that the governor was already investigating. The main troopers here are Larry Patterson and Roger Perry. Now, before I go down, it's important to say that Larry Patterson ended up being convicted of falsifying information, mm-hmm. not specific as to what was what. Yeah. But that, it, but he only got charged for three months of probation. Yeah. So again, classic government move. They uh, put into the press yeah. that he's charged with giving misinformation about what a minor detail of the case that only got him three months. If he would have been lying about the whole thing, he would have gone to prison for forever. Yeah. So 
again, that's just the way that they discredited everything that he said. But you got to know this going in. Again, I'm trying to not conspiracy you. I'm trying to give you facts. He did get charged with presenting false information, but he only got three months of probation. Now, Larry Patterson and Roger Perry come forward and say that they scouted women, asked them for their phone number to give to then-Governor Bill Clinton. They would go to motel rooms, rent the room, bring the woman there, guard the area to keep Bill Clinton and the woman alone and make sure that people didn't see Bill Clinton come there. He would he would wear a hood and sunglasses. They would drive him in unmarked state vehicles, keep watch, move him from place to place. So they would rent the room under their name, plain clothes, not police officer clothes, move. And again, like if you even now, if you go and check in at a hotel and then you come in with four friends later, no one's going to ask you what you're doing. Man, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird uh, state right now because by you're talking about this man and it's like bringing up some shit where my grandpa's talking about staying at a hotel room outside of his I mean dude yeah. what the I, fuck I, man? I like I look I I unbiased completely believe you Yeah I mean I don't want to I mean I'm not trying to make I mean No I no 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 no, know, no. but, but, but again yeah that uh, just to lay out for our audience important things that you said mm-hmm. and I'm the first person to call you out on being a bullshitter Yeah uh important things that you said that match up to this for me is one there's not a lot of state troopers Yeah there's there still not. isn't there still isn't compared to regular yeah. police but at that time, what was there? Twelve units. Twelve units, and the, 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 those were like four or five people each. Yeah, I, w- I wonder what units they were. I mean, I mean, the K unit is what my grandpa belonged right. to. Right. Well, what I have does not. Uh, I'm not getting that deep into it. Basically, like, but that that's basically what happened. Again, what this is fuck? supposed to be private security, but they're not doing security work. They're setting them up with women, and they're doing it in insane ways. Like you're the, one thing that I could say is like, let's say that he wasn't raping women and all he was doing is cheating on his wife. Yeah. Um, this is a real smart way to do it is like the, all the planning that went into it for one just spouts to diabolical. Yeah. I mean, this is comic book villain shit, but if all he would like when he's telling the state troopers what they're doing, it's that he doesn't want Hillary to know he's, he's cheating on her. Okay. And he's so charming, they're with him. Like, everyone loves him. I'm telling like, your grandpa loved him, I'm sure. No, he loved him, yeah. The guy rips. Yeah. Like, he's great to be around. Um, so, when the the transaction would happen, the they would stay in hotel rooms nearby, they would check the hallways, they would make sure, and they just thought that they were protecting the fucking governor. And they thought I, that they were keeping his secret from Hillary. I want to talk to my aunt, man, because she has um, some files my grandpa had um, that he kept in his in his uh, closet that I used to go through. Like there's picture, you know, back then they didn't have people come take pictures of like scenes and shit. He, yeah. he took pictures of them. I mean, like I saw bodies when I was a kid, like a picture oh, yeah, yeah. around shit, but there was files like of like shit that was typed up on typewriters and stuff. And I mm. wonder, I doubt that this is on there. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you not. wouldn't maybe. think it went to paper. And now um, this is where like, Full circle, if you, it, again, if you're like one of the people that don't think that Bill Clinton, he was just fucking people outside of his marriage and trying to cover it up. Uh, state troopers, of course, would lie to Hillary, speak with her, like, oh, he's involved in this important thing that no one could know about. And she knew him. Again, this is small town Arkansas shit. Yeah. They, they would vouch for him. She knew that they were good men. She didn't think they would lie. They're keeping him out of trouble. Uh, and they would let Bill Clinton use their personal cars while they use state cars. So he could get around, again, unnoticed, no problem, sneaking around. Now, as far as rape goes, 
again, if you're a denier, why would state troopers go back to those women and give them gifts? And when I when you hear the word gift, you think like a Starbucks gift card, uh, a sweater. No, dude, Bill Clinton would give them jewelry, thousands of dollars, and a governor doesn't pay that much. Yeah. Like he the shower went cocaine that they didn't know about. They just delivered packages. Yeah. And they, you know, delivered cocaine. Uh, also, that came up in these um, L.D. Brown was forced to go on the stand during the Paula Jones trial. And as a driver of Bill Clinton, he had to testify, didn't want to, had to testify about a time for. And, and here's another thing that we can tie into personal shit. Um, we are both been bouncers, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, we've both run into Roger Clinton, Bill's brother, half brother, yeah, several times. Uh, yeah. He parties. Hard. He's still today doing cocaine and getting drunk at bars. Uh, bars that I've worked I mean, in. Let's not say still today, because just in case, you know. Right. Well, okay. As of two years ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've I've, I've worked uh, I worked a private event where he showed up, and I was told if nobody had a bracelet, they couldn't come in. He did not have one. Yeah. And I said, hey, Roger, man, listen, I know who you are. Go talk to this dude who's running the event. He'll, he'll definitely give you one. He was fucked up, and he was like, fuck you. You know who I am. I'm like, yeah, you're my favorite actor. You're in Pumpkinhead 4, and you're in fucking, uh, <laughs> you're in fucking, um, Biodome. The, Biodome. Yeah. You know, and if you and didn't it, know, now you know. Roger man, Clinton. Man, and he, cool moves. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then he was like stoked about it. But he, And then the guy that was really, he's like, just let him in. Well, my mom just happened to be there because she's also friends with a guy that's a promoter. She knows Roger as well. Right. And they're tooting it up on the fucking floor monitors in front of the band that's playing. Like straight up fucking <laughs> putting a line on the fucking floor monitors, snooting away, man. <laughs> like that's the craziest shit. Right. You know, and the cops are there and they see it, but they're not going to do nothing. You know, it's, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. I've actually, we worked at a mutual, we both worked at a bar. And I was told he had to leave because he was in the bathroom tooting it up with the door open. Yeah, of course he was. And he was like, man, fuck you. And yeah. I was like, no, 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 man. Like, <laughs> you, like you got to leave and come back tomorrow. He's like, you play golf? I'm like, no. He's like, I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. And I was like, where are you staying? And he's like, across the docks, which this place had like a private like. Uh, condos. Condos you could yeah. rent out, you know. And I was like, well, cool, man. And then go there. He's like, you want to come over later when you get off? Yeah. Like nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> He's gonna fuck your tits, dude. Yeah, he ended up marrying some girl that was in my fucking. Uh, well, I didn't graduate, but in my graduating <laughs> right. class, had you, you know? had you have graduated. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh man, was, yeah. He was nice when he was like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I've seen him several times. He's always uh, fucked. Always up. fucked. Always super nice to me. Uh, one time, he gave me fifty dollars. A fifty dollar bill, which I is like one of the only times I've ever even seen a fifty dollar bill. It's yeah. just a weird piece of currency. It's like a yeah. real weird. You yeah. know how people so that what's that viral shit now? It's like weird flex, but okay. Like yeah. he came into the bar and he was like, "Hey man," I was like, "What's up, Roger?" He was like, "You know me," and I was like, "Dude, I have seen you in here every week for like two years, guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, "Well, keep watching over me, brother," and handed me a fifty. Yeah. And then one time on the Fourth of July, he parked this fucking Hummer H two he used to drive. All crazy. And I was doing valet and bouncing that day. Yeah. And so I had done valet. And basically, when you get done with the valet shift to move on the bouncing. You're talking about the yellow H2? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Because he would pull up to the front where the, where, uh, the owners would park their bikes. Yeah, their he, motorcycles. but not this yeah. time. Uh, he had gotten parked all crazy because it was packed as shit for the 4th of July. Because <laughs> they, they do fireworks on the lake. Yeah. So a lot of people were out there. 
So I'm like valet parking cars until nine o'clock. And then I go up to do security. And when you do that, you take, well, I was the only person to do that, but the valet stops at like nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock. Yeah. They take all the keys inside and hand them to the bartender. So like there's a restaurant downstairs, a bar upstairs. If you got drunk in the restaurant, now your keys are upstairs, maybe mm-hmm. till the next day when you pick them up. Mm-hmm. Or if you come pick them up that night, there's a sign at the valet that says, Hey, your keys are upstairs. And we also tell people like, yo, you, if you need to go get them, they know where they're at. Yeah. So he comes stumbling in around midnight and, uh, you don't go get their car. Like I would not go get their car that because now I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm bouncing, you know, yeah. I can't leave. So you would just give them their keys and send them on their way. He's like, look, brother, I'm in a bad spot. Now I can drive, but I'm fucking parallel. I can't pull my car out. And it's like parallel parked basically. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, man, like I don't want to condone you driving. I don't want to put you behind the wheel. And he's like, Will you do it for this? And hands me a hundred bucks. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Here's he was what. pretty good. I mean, like, I'm right. I, you know, we've seen him numerous times, sure. but yeah, he would always. Tip, what, I'm saying he was know. nice to me and he gave, these are the two times that he gave me like a sizable amount of cash Yeah, to me. Uh, and, and yeah, so I was like, well, here's what I'll do to clear my conscience. I'll, I'll give me the hundred bucks. I'll fucking pull your Hummer out. And then I'm just going to come back in the bar. What you do after that, that's your choice. For sure. Gave me a hundred bucks, pulled it out. Saw him again the next week. No problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a professional, man. Oh, yeah. He parties for sure. But, yo, um, beyond the fucking... And I'm, I'm bringing Roger up because he would blame... Like, w- once they figured out that it was cocaine, they were taking him to get. A state trooper is going to be pissed off. Yeah. Even though it's Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. So, L.D. Brown was like, hey, man, don't involve me in this shit. I don't want to, I don't want to move cocaine for you. And he's like, oh, it's my brother, Roger. He's just got a, he's got a nose like a vacuum. Yeah. He just can't stop blowing it up. I feel bad for him, but I'll I, I take care of him. Yeah. And that was his excuse for bringing in cocaine. Now, as far as the state troopers getting on the stand, bringing up Trubergate, talking about the women, the rape allegations, the sexual assault allegations were all brought up. I believe that it was dumb cases for the troopers. Uh, I think they had to have known something was up delivering gifts, but some of the relationships that they were brought in on one night stands, some of them were multiple encounters up to the point where Jennifer flowers, that's who almost got him from being elected because it came out that he was having an affair with her because she came forward to the tabloids. He had had a 12 year long relationship with her when he was governor. Mm hmm all the way up until running for the presidency. And all the state troopers knew it. They would take her and him. Like they just thought what they said before the Supreme court is that they saw Bill and Hillary's relationship as a political power couple. Yeah. They weren't in love with each other. They had their own stuff going on, but they had a political alliance. And uh, for one, that's some fucking game of Thrones shit. Yeah. And for two, you hear that about them all the time. In the news, like that's like a like. Let's be honest, man. In the nineties, like Hillary would have been in her prime if she was good looking, right? Nah. If she was good looking, she looked fine. She was she was not bad looking at all in like the seventies. Looked like she was fucking Linda Ellerbe type of shit. Well, yeah, because she adopted that. Like, uh, here's the thing, too, man. Is like, um, as far as you know, here's okay about the way Hillary looks. Mm -hmm, It's weird. It is now, but you got to think that. There was no women. I think she's a terrible, horrible fucking human being. 
For sure. But at the time that she, she was like a groundbreaking woman in politics. Yeah. So you she couldn't be like hot. Like she couldn't be a hot woman out there. No one would take her seriously. So she kind of got like an androgynous look. Yeah. And, and that was like purely political. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like well, that's a fancy way of saying art. No, well, I'm, no, no. I'm saying, <laughs> God damn it. And like, because I'm saying like with the pictures of her in college and shit, she's hot, dude. Yeah. I mean, like a, she's a, a good looking woman. Also part of the Communist Party in college. Correct. That is a fact. And it really still is today. Even though I don't really know what communism is, we'll just say that. But yeah. but look, I'm telling you, she really downplayed her womanly features for politics. Like did all the pantsuits and loose clothes and dresses that were like a tuxedo, but a dress that she could not have her knockers out on the floor. No. You know what I'm saying? So like, does she have big bags? Yeah, our image of her is skewed. Like, look at college pictures of her. She looks pretty good, and 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 that's not here nor there. Like I said, I think she's a terrible person, and I think that they did have a strictly power relationship, and I think that is some fucked up Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, and that comes out in Whitewater too. Like how a guy that she was allegedly having an affair with wound up fucking shot in the face on a park bench in D.C. and part of an alleged robbery. See, the Mark, our producer, pulled up a picture of her. Yeah, she's wow. not bad looking at all, no, dude, but man. she's a politician dog. She played it down because today, like Michelle Obama, g- great looking woman, uh, she dresses really conservatively, but you can see her figure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, in Hillary's day, you could not like you couldn't wear something that fit your jugs. You just couldn't no, do it. No, no. Um, because people like me say words like jugs, essentially. Yeah, bags, jugs, <laughs> whatever. Gonzagas. You call them fucking sloppers, flopping around, hanging. Um. Yeah, that's, that shit's terrifying to me. And again, this Troopergate shit is Bill Clinton's first known scandal. Now, while all this is going on, again, I'm not trying to bore you with political details. You know we don't care about politics. But while this shit is going on, it's a classic Clinton move because there's always a deeper distraction. He always layers something up. While this is going on, he's becoming the fucking president of the United States of America. And he's back, he's smooth talking you back to her and you say, oh, uh, this is greatly, uh, you know, I had my party days. I had my problems, but uh, this is, not, you know, there's no, I'm not a faithful man. I've been married and Hillary's riding for him. So yeah. that makes you look great when your wife is like, this is bullshit. I've don't like I've been with this man for years. Ask anybody. We got a beautiful daughter. We've got a great family. We're living the American dream. You're wrong about it. So that got him in. Everyone fell for that. And then but this controversy is nothing in comparison to what was actually going on with him smuggling fucking cocaine into Mena, Arkansas. Now you might say, what do you mean him? The CIA was involved. Okay. Sure. The CIA is involved. Who's in charge of the CIA? I don't know who's in charge at that point. Right, right. But who, okay. Who's president? I'm sorry. Who's president? That would be George Bush Sr. Okay, and what did George Bush Sr. do before he was president? He was head of CIA. Okay, what is the secret society that George Bush was involved in when he was in college? What is the secret society that Bill Clinton was involved in when he was in college? He wasn't in Skull All right, God damn it. (laughs) He wasn't in Skull But close Uh, enough. But but, but, Ivy League shit. When when this is coming out to the the whole Contra thing um, in Nicaragua, there was a uh, drug task force agent that was involved in trying to figure out how that was coming over. Yes. And he, he was uh, at a, I guess we can was, find the name. Can you find the name for us, Mark? He was, at, we're fucking young Jamie and him. Yeah. Look up uh drug task force agent, um, Nicaragua or Contra. Um, 
Bush Sr. Yeah, so um, back to the whole thing. The most nefarious part of... Uh, of, of and like to to wrap this episode up to end game where we're at and the stakes that are at play. So we're gonna end up next week with some inside information. We're gonna uh, from what's that fucking guy's name that we're talking about next week that you wanted to save an episode? Oh, Gary Webb. Gary Webb. We're gonna end up with two kids dead on the fucking tracks. Yeah. Uh, and that's just small town Arkansas shit in comparison to the long game that was going on. Which was us, America, using some hillbilly fucking pilot. What was the name? That's his name. Felix Rodriguez. Felix Rodriguez. That's right. Was he approached? Uh, approached him after a speech and said, "I have information stating that um, that the United States government, Central Intelligence Agency, is bringing cocaine over to the United States." Yep. And he quoted and said, uh, "And this may not be quote for quote." He shook his hand and said, "Thank you. I already know." Yeah, and that's it. Right. Like, and you're talking about senior. I'm talking about senior. George Bush senior. Yeah. Felix Rodriguez said it to him. He said, thank you. I know that's on camera, right? No, it's, I don't no. think it's on camera, but this is because Felix wouldn't testified before like the Supreme court. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if he did or didn't. I don't know if he okay. was ever invited. To Somebody was in that vegan video trying to blow it wide open. That was, well, that was, uh, the... that was, um, uh, Michael Rupert. Yeah, that's right. Still alive. No, he's dead. He dead. killed. It. He killed. Killed himself. himself. That's right. Because um, I've okay. Yeah. I, I said he's still alive because I've heard him on podcasts before. Well, he was a uh, part of the Los Angeles Police Department. Yes. And there's a famous video of him standing up and saying, "I have information That's that right. is leading to the Central Intelligence Agency bringing in cocaine and crack to black community inside of Los Angeles, California." And that's tied into the whole Freeway Rick Ross saga. Yeah, and this is why he was like him and the and his. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Was they're getting ready to stand trial for for that, right? And uh, there was a uh, either I think he was Colombian, either Colombian or Mexican. I can't remember yeah. one, of the, one of the drug lords at that, this time, probably Colombian. That was hired by a central intelligence agency to cover everything right. up, and like yeah. the guy wouldn't testify with you know it's it's a crazy thing. Um, but uh, Freeway Rick Ross, there's a great documentary on Netflix about him, and it kind of covers some of that shit. But this has many chapters. This this is why we can't do one part. Um, this yes is crazy. Okay, I'm gonna wrap up with two things. One, let's finish up with uh, Duncan and Welch, who were the IRS prosecutors that were going trying to go after the CIA on behalf of Barry Seal after Barry Seal was killed before he could testify. Uh, he was instructed by the IRS to lie on the stand, is what he says. This is his words, and he wouldn't do it. Quit his job. As a result of that, Bill Duncan lost his wife, his house, his money because he would not fucking. And the reason he lost his money is because no one's going to hire you. Like the IRS is saying, this guy's lying. He's stealing shit all over him. He was arrested for carrying a gun, even though he had a permit and he was a fucking private investigator. That's where he went. And that's what happens a lot of the time. Like I said, you got that classic scene where you have a fucking detective and they're trying to solve this case. And uh, it gets too close to home for the chief. And he's like, you're too, you're, you're too involved. You're off the case. You're fired. They fire you. You keep investigating and you find out that the entire time the chief has been involved. Uh, he gets a charge for an misdemeanor, which means that he's not allowed to travel out of his state anymore. That's how they lock his ass down. So his investigation is over with. Now, check this fucking shit out, dude. Infected with anthrax. Uh-huh. The only strain of this, you like that Alex Jones pause? 
The only strain of anthrax linked to the complications that he had is in the United States. Not only is it in the United States, it can only be found at the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. It's a manufactured strain of anthrax supposedly to investigate. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it pops up uh, later. Uh, Google when, that shit. When we when we do 9-11, it pops up again. It sure the fuck does. That's what, man. We're going to do like three things in between it. <laughs> we got to get to it because I'm all cooped up. Now, important, again, Bill Clinton, master of covering shit up. This oh. is where I'm going to wrap the whole thing up. A master of covering shit up. He does it time and time again. He fired 80% of the staff of the Drug Control Commission. Now, 365 members of the DEA cut the budget of the Coast Guard's drug interdiction by 14.6, like the Coast Guard that finds drugs, 14.6 million. Cuts customs drug interdiction budget by one third. Slash the Defense Department's anti-drug budget by 300 million. Cut drug treatment and prevention budgets by $230 million. Mm-hmm. Terminated the money laundering system of the Justice Department's criminal, making it impossible to get the drug traffickers. In other words, the part of the government that tracked the money laundering of drug cartels, he cut that completely. Yeah. May of 1995, uh, Clinton appointee shut down the radar operating system that was set up to track drug shipments from Colombia and Peru during his presidency. It's estimated that a thousand plane loads of heroin and cocaine came in per year. Now to wrap this episode up, there's two styles going on here. One, the invented war on drugs where the government's telling you how evil drugs are, how they've infiltrated our system, cut into our lives Killing kids, destroying mm-hmm. communities. Meanwhile, they're making the crack cocaine to distribute to. They're funding it. Impoverished, exactly. They're bringing it in. They're funding it. They're making it happen. They're paying people to distribute it. Well, what's crazy is before the war on drugs happens, there was actually a group of people within Congress that were alcohol, recovered alcoholics and drug addicts. Uh-huh. They were trying to write in new legislation to to actually fund people for treatment and get them help, and then. Once I, and this was because it was documented as a mental health disorder. Yes. In the 1970s. Correct. And so what they did was they capitalized on this and said, not only is this a mental health disorder, but if we can make this where you're breaking the law because you're buying the legal substance, we can put your ass in prison and you become a better prisoner and you become a better criminal because you'll be around criminals. When you get out, you'll reoffend, and we can buy stocks in that prison. People buy stocks in prisons. Oh, prisons are private corporations. They're private corporations. They manufacture goods for sale. Yeah. And so the it, workers work for nothing, essentially. If the thing with drug addiction is you are go- like more than likely you're going to relapse. If you yeah. relapse, you're going to go to jail. 90%. And when you relapse, it's almost double the amount of what you, you do what you thought you could do before you either die or you'll just get in trouble. Yes. And so then now you're robbing shit. You know how to get away with robbery. You know how to do this other stuff. And then you're a felon and there is n- nothing you can do to get it off your record. So you just keep doing that over and over and over again. So you keep the jails full. You keep the prisons full. And as soon as 
America started to pick up onto this, which is the foundation that we laid. Here comes Bill Clinton. Yep. No longer is there the war on drugs. Now, it sounds like he's a good guy, right? He cut funding to all these programs that are going after what he would call low-lying drug offenders. At the same time, the same person triple-stiffened fucking penalties judiciously upon nonviolent drug offenders. The three-strike rule. That is made by Bill Clinton. What's the three-strike rule? Okay, let's say that I commit a violent felony versus a nonviolent felony. Uh, on my record, let's say I fucking stab you, mm-hmm. take everything you have. Yep. That's a violent felony. Let's say I sell you an ounce of cocaine, uh-huh. nonviolent felony. Second time I get arrested for a violent felony. The first time I did it, I was facing 15 to 20 years. I got 15. I got out with eight for good behavior. The second time, 20 to 25, no possibility of parole. In other words, I'm not getting out for good behavior. I'm serving 25 years. First time I did a nonviolent felony before Clinton, 18 months. I'm out in nine for good behavior. Second time I get caught. Same thing. Selling you cocaine. Did I commit a violent offense? No. So now I'm still a two time nonviolent felon. Well, not only that, here, here's the other thing. Is Just cr- let, me, let me finish okay. this. Okay. Two time nonviolent felon. Mm-hmm. Now I'm facing again, an extra harsh penalty. Still eligible for parole. Happens a third time. Still eligible for parole under Bill Clinton. What it looks like again to the American eye. He's cutting the war on drugs. He's taking away money from people that are letting more cocaine come into the country, more heroin come into the country. That's true. But also now if I'm on the other end of it, if I'm not working for Bill Clinton, if I'm on the outside and I buy the drugs from somebody working for Bill Clinton and try to resell them and get caught. Now, the third time I get caught doing that, a nonviolent Felony that doesn't hurt anybody. I can go to prison for life. Do you understand that? Mm-hmm. Uh, nonviolent. I didn't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. I just sold drugs. A minuscule amount. Three times. What did you say earlier? You get addicted. Yep. You can't break the cycle of addiction. It keeps happening to you. And now, because I got caught up in that system, I have to talk to a parole officer every week of my life. Yep. Violating parole? Could now be considered a felony. Mm-hmm. If I pop for cocaine in my system, when I got caught for cocaine, I just committed a felony. I'm going back to prison. Yep. That happens again. I could go to prison for life because yeah. of Bill Clinton. The same person again, who in the news is insane because he's cutting out the war on drugs. Yeah. But behind closed doors, just like you said, which is a beautiful point that I wasn't even trying to articulate myself. Locks me down into slavery in private prisons, yeah. which are so, so we're talking about someone who's double dipping in the money yeah, through the drugs, making money, bringing them in. And not only that, I think he also wrote the legislation like when the crack epidemic happened. Yes. Um, the only difference between crack and cocaine is one is crack is smokable and regular cocaine is snortable. The minimal sentence for crack cocaine is five years. Yeah. The minimal for cocaine, I think they've changed it in recent years, yeah. is a year. Yeah. One is a white person's drug and one is a black person's correct. drug. Absolutely. And so what they did was they, 
this is shortly after the Black Panther Party was infiltrated by the FBI, which is documented. They definitely did that. That is not bullshit. It's not a conspiracy. They were able to take that into the black community and make it to where, okay, well, we'll get these people on welfare. They'll deal drugs. We'll catch them. They'll go to prison. That's, I think that 90% of the prison population is drug offense. And then I think you're going to 75 to 80% is probably African-American. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. It's fucking absolutely absurd. And we're we're in a disgusting place again. Uh, I'm I'm real happy with where we ended up at because mm-hmm. uh, it all ties into the same thing. And next episode, like again, we're talking about a microcosm of a much larger event. Like th- the national picture is that our government is openly collecting slaves. Yeah. The smaller picture is that Bill Clinton is fucking having children killed in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to next week. Yep. I chose a really great song. What's the ripper you picked this week? This is a band that I don't know if you're going to like, but I'll love them. Yeah, all right. Nozum? Yeah, they're good. Uh, I See Lies. Yeah. Hard? Hard. Hard. Grinding it. It's, it's, uh, D-beating it. Dare, dare I say better than Napalm Death. Y'all, I would agree with that. Yeah. I like Napalm Death. Yeah. Nozzle's, no, Nozzle's good, dude. Nozzle's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's a little crunchier. I mean, they 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 learned from Napalm. Yeah. Hardened it up. It's a good one. Yeah, uh, perfect. So, yeah, I mean, we need to fucking crack it open the Illuminati files. This is what happens again. Talking about ADHD at the top of the hour. We fucking went somewhere on this one. We're off the cuff. You can't fucking say we scripted this shit. And next week, we'll dig into a small part of this where... Again, Bill Clinton's going to take the lives of two kids. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. We'll see you then. Thanks, oh. guys. What? Yeah, fucking shout outs, bud. I know. I don't know. I don't know. I know, I know, I know. I don't have uh, just give me one second. Patreon, I know. Uh, hang on one second. Let's get it just talk, talk for like two seconds. We'll be good. Talk, uh, what, man? Uh, now, let me ask you a question about your tits. Okay. Are they the same size? No. Which one's smaller than the other one? I'm going to say... I'm going to say my uh, my left. I think that's the case for every fucking living human being. But I'm left-handed. That's what's weird. Should be tighter, right? That is weird. Wait, never mind. No, nah, nah, I'm heavier underneath my right bag. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to go through the full... Patron list of shoutouts, but there was a few fucking big ones I wanted to give out. Uh, it was just Matt Mess's birthday. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yep. Longtime friend. Good dude. Ryan Parker. Yep. You got to take a look at his Facebook. He's been posting all these fucking ripping Christmas songs he's written. The, the guy is like a fucking uh, prolific songwriter, in my opinion. I mean, never acknowledged for it. Been in some rocking fucking bands, masters essentially every instrument. Uh, he's got other people playing drums on his shit, but the, the guy rules, man. Like, great voice, great fucking hand at guitar. Um, our fucking Lacey Doyle. Yep. I've been talking to her. Great supporter. She's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know, we hear from so many people when we get nice messages, just the icing on the cake. 
We got a new patron, Robo Christ. Don't know much about him right now. Tight. Sounds real cool. Robo Christ is cool. Oh, yeah. Shout out to fucking them and uh, everyone else who's been fucking kicking it with us. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, of course. I mean, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not going through yeah. the full list. Like, yeah, every, yeah. Every, every fucking, you know, we, we ride for you. We yeah. always have. We always will. Bobby sent me some ripping fucking uh, bass riffs, like some fucking uh, war metal riffs. Yeah, I saw him playing bass line. Tight. Yeah, he writes a cool riff. Heavy man. as fuck. Writes a riff. I like that shit, man. Well, fuck yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, important year, the end shift. We, we don't do it. Do we do another episode before New Year's or after? I don't fucking know. Yeah, see, we're done. I don't fucking know. It's going to be after. I think it's a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, hey, you know, on a positive note, if you made it this far, respect. Because we, we, I mean, we went somewhere. We did. We went off the cuff. Uh, definitely a shout out to Andy Campbell for the help with the notes. Because uh, he had, man, he hooked me up with some extra information on the Clinton shit. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been a big help to me, for one. Yeah. Because uh, I'm doing the same amount of research with an extra hand. And uh, it's like, if you have two people looking into the same thing, you can see where I'm you're, I'm different than him. I feel like he's way smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And so I just go with what he's got going on. Yeah. And like, all right, he's probably got a better idea of what I'm trying to say than me. Yeah. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a giant help. Like, that's tremendous. Like, m- fucking all these big-ass podcasts that you think are, like, so prim and proper, they ha- they've hired people to go and, like, research something for them. And then they fucking put it in their own words. Like, I don't even know if they put it in their own words. Like, some of this shit coming out that's, like, on the NPR type of things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, you got a fucking professional newscaster essentially reading yeah. shit off. Like, well, you ain't getting that with us. Yeah. You know? And it, it's great to have an extra hand in it because, it, you know, it's not that it's hard. I love doing it. Yeah. Um, and, and and that just attests to, I just wanted to say, end of the year shit. Like, uh, Man, uh, we might as well go ahead and shout out Mark because he's an extra hand and he's been fucking helping the fuck out of us. He's part of the team. Yeah. I mean, it's why, mm-hmm. I mean, Mark Johnson is a death metal dick. Mark. I mean, jo- his last name is a yeah, dick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's, he's done everything for us. I'm sure we've told you before, but, you know, me and Buddy were just doing this shit on Facebook, on a laptop, like no direction. It was getting like enough views where I was super encouraged. Uh, we fucking started coming here to Mark's who was starting like a like a like a podcast studio for him and some friends. And uh, I mean, shit, that's been on like over a year, mm-hmm. like a year and a half almost now. And uh, it's been going well. Uh, Mark handled i mean like you know fucking he handles shit dude well i mean you know like everyone gets this saga now like the, the fucking last podcast on the left stole from us they did uh flat out you know suspicious look super suspicious when they started black metal shit at the same time we did yeah. but at the time we had like 400 listeners which i thought was an incredible number yeah just for because we're nobodies yeah and then i was soaked by that but then all this like they started you know, we had done three episodes on iTunes and we started black metal. We put it up on YouTube, put it up on iTunes the very next fucking three days after we put it on iTunes. Last podcast started. They corroborated the timeline. And I wasn't even so sure because that's a giant, yeah. huge podcast Yeah, that we looked up to. Like, I, I liked it before this shit happened. And then uh, when I was not 100% sure it happened, I listened to it because someone was like, you have to hear it. So I listened to it and Buddy made a joke. That, uh, like a funny thing that we thought is that, uh, what's the fucking drummer from Emperor's name? Ish, uh, no, no, no. that's uh, Isan's uh, the, uh, the guy that got sent to prison for stabbing the guy. I can't think right now. Whatever. The drummer from Emperor that went to fucking prison for stabbing a gay guy. Mm-hmm. Like what we've always thought 
is that the reason he stabbed him is because the guy just sucked his dick and he didn't want people to find out, so he killed him, right? Yeah, I think it was uh, it was that, and it was also fucking uh, John. No, it was a fucking no, no, uh, no, no. So, so yeah. the, the exact thing that he stole out of your fucking mouth. I mean, you're this guy. We're talking about a professional. It was a priest. It was a Jewish priest. Exactly, exactly, too, exactly. Yeah. So this guy is a professional comedian. Yeah, you are not Faust. Faust. That's yeah. who went to prison. He, he killed a gay guy, definitely for sucking his dick, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we were laughing at that. And we're like, if you're into black metal, like, why would you be mad at a gay person? Mm-hmm. And we're like, it, it, you're, you're like, yeah, look at Rob Halford. And then you go, you know, it's fucking, getting fucked in the butt is the most metal thing you can do. It's an abomination of God. Yeah. And Rob, and, and he said that joke. Yeah. So to me, if there was any question about anything, that sealed it up. Well, Mark called the motherfucker on the phone. Yeah. And the guy. Tight. Got, <laughs> I'm telling you, shit his pants. He said we could take him down, and the compromise with that is that I mean, there's no compromise to that. Like in this in this shit, people people in comedy lift bits, lift jokes. Uh, so it's something that's totally feasible that I was totally down to accept without that context is that it's just parallel. Like we're murder podcasts, we're gonna cover the same shit. The story happened the same way. Mm-hmm. We also had inside information that they couldn't have gotten. No fucking doubt. From a source. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, point being, in the face of a giant, Mark called the motherfucker on the phone. We didn't get shook down. The guy said that to pay it off because they have a giant audience. I mean, we get, uh, again. A fraction what, of but, what but, the fuck they And did. I consider it a huge amount, but it's not like they would kill themselves if they woke up with our numbers. But we got a lot of that, and we thank you all for hanging around with us. I mean, we love you. And we know you know us now enough to to hear it. Yeah. Uh. You know, we got fucking plagiarized by the the biggest in the game. Yeah. Which you know, you can say that uh, that's flattery. What is it? Um, imitation is the ultimate form of flattery. Is the form of flattery. Uh, so to, to compliment that, Henry said he would give us a, a plug, yeah. which did bring people over. But he called us the death metal boys in a snarky fucking yeah. stunt against us. Yeah. However, he corrected it on Twitter. A lot of you are here because of that, and we love you for it. That's cool. And uh, I got no we get, look. We're there's good no, on that. There's end. no qualms. We're just man. we're thanking Mark. That's a tremendous thing. Yeah. I'm telling. I'm telling you, he called what is in our industry one of the top celebrities on the fucking phone. Yeah. And, and the, here's what's fucking crazy, man. Is is like out of the two of us, the person that like we don't get paid. When we get our money, we put it in merch. We put it into like whatever we can put it into as far as that goes. We we have not gotten any money personally for this podcast. Well, I mean, the, but when to we the do, <laughs> it's got to go. It's got to go to Mark. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, like that's the that's the thing. And there'll be a, a day lot of work, because you know, you know, for number one, the, back to the end of the year shit is that like I got no expectation that we'll ever go anywhere fiscally with this podcast, and at the point that we're at now. As you hear with like tonight, I mean, this is all out of like a, a out of this is a labor of love is what they call it because mm-hmm. uh, we don't make money. Uh, but what we have gotten out of this is as a community of people that we would have never met that interact with each other. I mean, I got so like my social media has pretty much all become people that have that, that came from listening to the show that not that have added other people across the country that listen to this show. Yeah. 
And I see them interacting with each other on social media. And even out of the country. Oh, yeah. That's what. But I mean, just everywhere. Yeah. Like, like it just blows me away. Because, again, I mean, me and Buddy are all like with our own fucking weird personal worlds are all about having a community of like minded people. Yeah. Uh, and, and to see someone from anywhere interact with someone that they would have never met without our show. That is the greatest gift we could get. And uh, where we've come in 2018 is incredible. Uh, There's nothing that could stop us, you know? Um, Fucking thanks for the iTunes reviews, the Patreon shit. That's all great and shit. But at the end of the day, thanks for fucking listening to this shit. Thanks for fucking telling your friends about this shit. Um, I just spent, you know, I just fuck like I would talk to my grandma with dementia last night, Christmas night. Mm -hmm. And uh, she fucking looks at me and says, I know what you're going to do. And I go, oh, yeah? And she goes, you're going to come home with us and stay. We're, like, already in our... You know what I'm saying? Just go yeah. on. And I just got to think, like, life is uh, not only finite, but it can get real fucked up to where you have no idea of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I'm fucking poor as fuck, which mm-hmm. makes life hard, yep. you know? Like, I'm in the... Like, we're in the hole from giving our kids at Christmas. Yeah. Big time. Fuck yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, dude, what matters? I don't know. But what we're getting at is... We know what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to come here and stay, stay with us. Yeah, I mean, but, but but this is what matters, is what I'm saying. Like, it's been a good year for me. I don't know if you guys are like New Year's resolutions types. I'm really not. But it, if it's a waypoint for you to assess where you've come uh, and where you're going, then I implore you to make, like, realistic ideas of what's going to happen in your life. You know, you, you know, you, you could easily say like, I'm going to, I'm going to increase my income threefold next year. And mm-hmm. you, you, you could probably do it. Yeah. We may not, uh, I don't, I wouldn't call it a resolution, but all I want is to just get better and better at this and, uh, be a fucking nicer, better person. That's it. That's it. And this helps that a lot. So I think, Everyone here for listening. This is a positive wrap up to the end of the year, man, because we have yeah. been some negative fucks lately. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, it's easy to get wrapped up in. And uh, someone also pointed out to me that I always used to, we used to end on like such a positive note. Yeah. Where I encourage people and I still do. That's not gone. Uh, I, I, I honestly think that uh, and this is just a path you have to see, because if you want something, it's not free. No. Uh, there's a, there's a large amount of sacrifice that it takes. If you want to be a fucking artist, like for whatever dumb fucking reason in my brain, I got looped on doing comedy, which led to this, um, you know, at the end of the day, you have to think in quantifiable terms, like what do I want out of it? What do I call making it? What makes me happy? I just like, you know, if I can do what I want to do and just be able to get by where I'm at now Mm -hmm. with this. Uh, without working another job, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's a small obtainable goal on my end. And so the positive note that we always used to end on is that y- you can do whatever you want to. You really can. Yeah. And uh, it- it's all relative to what you want. You understand? Yeah. It doesn't matter what mood you're in. It's like, look, listen, we've been miserable fucking dicks. Yeah. And uh, life happens, man. But that doesn't matter. Do we've pushed through some hard shit? We're well, going to, yeah. and it's not going to stop. We're going to no. get hardship. We're going to get good times. We're going to do whatever. And everybody's yeah. like that. Yes. And we want you guys to be the best people you are. Yeah. And, I, and, and it's also, you know, I want you to get a, the reality of it. Yeah. Because uh, when, when you're going through things, I would love to, to everyone listening to this, I would love to look back. 
yeah. five years from now. And it feeds itself. I mean, a perfect example is is Lacey Doyle, one of our patrons. She sent me um, some poetry that she had written a while back, and I read the whole thing. And it, and it And it was, you know, some very dark shit, and it was like she got through it. And I needed that. Yeah. I needed that man, and it was perfect. It was uh, it was what I needed at that moment, you know. And yeah. it was like, man, it's gonna get better, you yeah. know. And this is positive because the the point is, there's no short term fix. You can't get from point A to point B without hell. Otherwise, point B is not worth it. And that's some trope shit to say. Uh, but but man, I mean, what you guys are seeing through us is like this: the we're in the same place that you are. Uh, we may be a little bit further along, you know, you may, may, you may wake up to yesterday and say, I would love to have a podcast or I would love to do comedy or I would love to be a fucking visual artist, whatever the case is. And you may think to yourself, well, I've got all these things in my life. I've got a job. I've got a family. I've got this. I can't do this. It's an, it's a lie. It's a lie because I started doing stand-up comedy after I had children. Now, is it my full-time job? Absolutely not. Could I lie to you and tell you it was? Sure. But I work a regular fucking job on top of chasing it down. And that's what it takes. And that's what's important to understand is that just because you have these obstacles in front of you, that should not stop you. What's going to make you happy? Do you like what you do for a living? Uh, if not, don't fucking quit. Don't stop. But use what you have and gain on top of that. Yeah. If you again, if you want to make a podcast, I mean, I'd be fucking happy to explain to you exactly how to do it. Number one, uh, it's easy as shit. And I'm, I'm just using this as an example, uh, but it's not it, you can make it tomorrow and look, we've been doing it for like a year and a half. We have numbers that people would fucking cut their asshole off for. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that doesn't do anything for you in the real world. No. Uh, can it at some point? Well, maybe. Who's to say? But what I'm, it's not an overnight thing. You got to work at it and you can't quit your job. You can't have a mind of I'm going to do this and get rich quick. That's not going to happen. You're probably no. not going to get rich, period. So is it something you want? Or is it something you need? If it's something you need, then you'll do whatever it takes to get to that point. And uh, that's what we're going through. And I implore you to go through it, too. It's, yeah. it, that's life. And it's beautiful. And uh, we've just been on some down shit. And this is the end of the year. And anything that you want, I implore you as a human being to put everything out of the way to get to it. And again, just to clarify, I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying stop watching TV. Do you watch TV for an hour a night? Well, take that fucking hour and put it towards doing what you want to do with your life. Yeah. Uh, get your shit together. That's how you do it. Is my shit together, man? Fuck no. No. Not and at all. And it's probably never going to be. I'm, an, I'm, I'm a fucking insane person. Yeah, me too. I'm, yeah. I'm off the fucking, you know what I'm saying? I'm off the fucking train. But positive end of the year note. Uh, it, from hearing all the fucking depressing shit we've gone through the last couple of months. And I'm, I'm done after this. Uh, trudge through it. We're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And you can too. Just start tomorrow. Get into it. Ask us for help. We're here for you. Yeah. I'm down, man. Yeah. And, and I talk to people all the time about mental health shit. Like people, it's so weird because I'm, I'm a dumb fuck, but people reach sure. out and they go, Hey man, you know, like what's your experience with this? And I tell them, you know, and then I also just like try to give some words of encouragement. I know that things suck. 
from experience. You know? From experience. Sometimes you want to die. Sometimes yes. you just want to fucking do some drugs. Sometimes yeah. you just want to fucking go in the woods and never talk to anybody else again. But uh-huh. don't do that. Fuck that, man. Yeah. You fucking look the the fucking obstacle in the fucking eye. You jump over that shit and you say, fuck you, dude. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Yeah. No matter how long it takes. Yeah. Take and if you die fucking not being able to do it, you, at least you fucking tried, you know? Yeah. Take the bad and the good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, guys. We, lo- we love you. That's it. Yeah. End of the year. We love you. 2018. We love you. Big horse cocks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> I say, I, I, I say, 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 I say,